Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Lestia Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 148 of the 1 1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, just after 11.30 on Thursday, the 3rd of November. <clears throat> We've got a Bunbury Turf Club at Ascot today, Mount Barker at Albany tomorrow. Ascot Saturday and York Cup, the undulating track there mm. at the base of Mount Bakewell uh, on Sunday, York Cup Day. It's all happening, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, obviously the renovations of Bunbury are still underway and uh, Mount Barker was penciled in for Sunday, was scrapped due to the concerns with the safety of the track. That meeting has been moved to Albany tomorrow, so that gets the great southern season underway. And don't forget, BJ, to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Mates Get Out Stakes competition. And uh, now we've come to the end of our media module mastermind. Uh, road to the prison. <laughs> the road to the the road to the top. We uh, we now have a grudge match. Mm. A couple of lads who are flying at the moment as well. Their their connections, the yards are connected to are flying. I should say. And Liam Peters and Tommy Wolf will be going head to head in the uh, WA Racing Mundary Hotels. WA Racing Mastermind. They, they tell me that uh, Liam has been giving Tommy a bit of a touch-up on the golf course lately. You need so, to uh, level the <laughs> scoreboard. Tommy's looking to uh, to get one back, I think. So looking forward to, to that uh, Mastermind contest. And speaking of the Get Out Stakes, Terry, quick shout-out to Tanya Harvey and all the team for Robbie Harvey. They successfully completed the 35-kilometre Coast Trek Walk um last friday uh so far i think they're still taking donations for a couple of weeks so far the team for robbie harvey have raised fifteen thousand six hundred and ninety dollars for beyond Huge. blue and um just scanning through the donations I, i'm i'm thinking one one listeners have contributed well over a thousand dollars towards that the team for robbie harvey so thanks to the one one faithful for getting getting behind the cause and um of course jeremy east hope jezza who uh, has, uh, will be settling up Upper Limits in the Faritha on Saturday. He claimed the super mega get out stakes jackpot last Saturday. Uh, so he got $100 worth of um, gourmet group one meat from Market City Meats and a $100 gift voucher from the Mundaring Hotel as well after um, successfully claiming the get out stakes last Saturday. Terry? Easy game for him at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, he's Keeper doing well. Sweet as well. Doing well, Jezza. Hey, I forgot. Keeper sweet as well. Mm-hmm. Could um, could be a big week there for uh, for Jeremy Eastside. So, um, very good. What about uh, Betfair Land? Betfair.com.au. Terry's preview will be on the on the hub tomorrow. Ah, uh, yeah. Tomorrow words. should be on the tomorrow. Words. Was, yeah, yeah. 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 Didn't go up until Saturday, I don't think, last week. So, a little bit disappointed uh <laughs> should be yeah, anyway, should be up there tomorrow morning so tune in we'll have a look i uh words, yeah, i think it'll be a winners, late betting day yeah word, words winners value yeah, thank you etc etc um giddy up gareth been getting on there well it's about four in the morning they want me to come on or five in the morning they want me to come on at the moment so no just yelling out the uh the, the tips online i'll <laughs> jump on with miles tomorrow you should the, do uh, a, you should it, do friday's fitzy's form Froffies or something, whatever that one's called. So I don't know. Whatever my phone rings, I talk to someone. Froffies and froffies. I don't even put the, the alarms in anymore. I just, uh, you know, just hope. You should do this. like a pre-record for Gareth before you go to bed and just send it through and just say, this will do. You can play it. Yeah. Guru. Yeah. Guru I've, I've never, never considered that. That's something I'll <laughs> definitely look into, I think. <laughs> All right. Let's get cracking on Lestia Stakes Day. And uh, as always, we get our preview 
underway with the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Terry, what are we looking at with the rail in the three-meter position this Saturday? Went back to the true last week. They did a Friday verdi drain on the inside pad. They also were expecting rain on the Friday night. Didn't come, put a bit of irrigation uh, on the track on the surface first thing Saturday morning. It looked like the fence wasn't necessarily the place to be back at the True, Terry, last Saturday. So what does that mean heading towards three on this Saturday? Oh, it doesn't mean much. I think it was just the overcorrection last week. They didn't put the water on, expecting the water to come from the sky. Yeah. Commonly known as rain. And um, and when that didn't occur, they've obviously just tried to correct it, which is understandable. That meant the inside pad was off. So that's what we all say. We say, oh, back to the true. This is going to play on speed, on speed. But I just, as I said last week, I'm just a bit wary of what, what does occur yeah. here on a pad that the last, that if you include the end of last season, that'd be the last five meetings at the true pad, which have been, the rail hasn't been the spot to be. So maybe that part of the deck going forward is something we need to keep an eye on. But I'm also wary that in, well, it'll be six weeks or whatever until we race her again, probably not for a little while. Um, I, I remember when we've had Chris Nation on in the past, he's spoken about the different profiles between the zero and the, yeah, and the three. Yeah. So I think it's just a troublesome section of the course that they that to get right. Yeah. The, the, that's why our major days are at three metres, aren't they? That's right. And, yeah. and that, I think that's why they must have opted for the Friday Verde drain because it was probably just a bit too firm. Yeah. So um, I think we just got to uh, be mindful that next time they race at the true pad, don't just go, oh, this is going to be off. <laughs> the truth, yeah. There might be the over overcorrection, the um, the old double bluff, and uh, it could be an absolute fast lane. So pretty – the one the good thing, a lot of the markets we're going to be talking about um, for the preview for Saturday, they look very similar to mine. So mm. it's a great opportunity just to genuinely just stay out <coughs> and um, and see what she's doing. But Because three metres was opening day, and opening day played really on speed. Pace orientated easterly till about 12.30 in the morning. Uh, well, 12.30 in the afternoon, I should say. And then some light um, or southerlies, I think, throughout the afternoon. So, look, let's allow fair, but I'm definitely more – I would be more uh, allowing for an on-speed day, I should say. 32 degrees. It's more likely it's going to be on-speed. 32 degrees today, a bit of warmth. Mm. Um, it's coming. It doesn't feel warm in here. Uh, 24 degrees tomorrow and then 28 out at headquarters on Saturday. So it should be a cracking day weather-wise and the track should be um, should be nice and firm and, uh, yeah, hopefully the fast horses can run fast. All right, mm. race one, the tab touch. Be better at life plate over the 1,100 metres for the two-year-olds. Only the six runners here and we've got the $1.20 favourite Brave Halo shooting for third straight victory to kick off its career yeah this should just win i took it on last start pretty openly and uh, i could tell at the 400 i was in or 600 i was in big trouble um none of these have trialed all that excitingly no yeah, it's a dollar 30 pop i reckon it's fair there's just abs i've got nothing to give here <laughs> i'm just looking back the last couple of years two years ago there was 13 runners in this race last year there was 10 runners in the race listen this street parade Snowdome, Kostya's Crown, Mistrakova, Man Crush were all in this race last year. Right. And the two scratchings were all the King's Man and Rev it up. So interesting that the um, the numbers are a bit lighter on this time around and talent a bit lighter on as well, except for the, the fave. So they've gone for the, the claim rather than just um, keep Geordie on board. Kesh Duran claiming two, taking the handicap down to 57.5. But I haven't seen a lot that I've liked from from the rest of the field, to be honest. I think like a leopard, 
the stablemate of uh, Brave Halo might have only just <laughs> been in the race to to uh, to ensure, bump up ensure there is a race <laughs> bump up the field size there. But um, I, I made a little um, case more for a place for good vibes on debut. Neville and Stephen Parnham there. I didn't mind the run. Got held up at a crucial stage, ran fourth. I think if um, favourite out, I think good vibes will be the first horse home. What it's worth. Very good. That was quick. Yeah, it was too long still, I reckon. Race two, uh, the Furphy handicap for the three-year-olds over 1,200 metres. Now, this is not a bad contest. Eight runners, but uh, a bit of talent here. Mike Bellamy, most impressive on debut. Capricorn man's got uh, Bustler form. Prawns 11. I don't know what it was doing going the line the other day. It looked like it was trying to bite the other horse, but it's, uh, it's uh, got some talent as well. Um, we spoke to Stevie Parnham about Torpedo Man, which he's got an uh, opinion of, and Universal Playboy has um, been untouched in two lead-up trial wins. It's, it's resuming from a spell as well. Not a bad uh, not a bad three-year-old contest, this one, Terry. Yeah, I, to be honest, I think you can only really guess and yeah. speculate how a lot of these are going to line up against each other. You could, you could have liked what you saw from a certain horse. You would have loved Universal Playboy. Boys, uh, two trials. They were as good a trials as you're going to see, and it's very unlike Michael Lane to sort of rush him into this type of grade. Like he's not going to be doing that unless he thinks this is uh, this is a really nice horse. So, but it's obviously a lot. Um, it's a different kettle of fish to come and do it on, on race day rather than. Um, then doing it at the trials, my Bella May gets a nice run. Interestingly, give me one reason, gets about six kilos on it, and it was on the inferior part of the track last start. So I'm definitely not tipping give me one reason, but that's a that's a massive weight swing, isn't it, for yeah. a, a horse that gets uh, barrier um, advantage on it as well. Should mm-hmm. probably land next to it um, in the run. There's a heap of speed on here. I love Prawns 11 as a horse. I've, I've been saying for a while I think Prawns 11 is a really, really nice horse, but I hate backing them when they've – going to carry the most weight in their career at their hardest race comfortably to date. It just seems like you uh, – it doesn't really all line up. $3.84 bucks does not get me. So um, current prices, I'm, I'm not near a bet on anything here, um, but – it's a good race. It's generally, on those races, you should just be watching unless unless you get some wild. And to be honest, <coughs> if there is a wild drift, I'd usually say we'll bet up on the drift, but I reckon the drift will know better than me. Mm. That's the thing. So I've sort of marked it Bellamy 350, Prawns and Universal Playboy about five bucks. The rest of them double figures. Okay. I was big, big price Capricorn. The one, I, the one thing I was, I don't think Capricorn Man can win. Okay. That's the one thing I'll, I'll go with. Uh, well, Torpedo Man's going to lead him up. Capricorn uh, Man. Maybe, maybe not. Torpedo Man. It led a trial. It's a different kettle of fish jumping and leading um, at the races, but I think they'll be trying to lead them up, yeah. So but Capricorn Man's Capricorn not Man super quick either. Yeah. No, it bustles there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Torpedo Man, Capricorn Man breeze is how I've got it, but it also wouldn't surprise me if, if Cash keeps going so, and tries sorry, to find the rail. Sorry, mate. My bad. Did you- what price did you say in my Bella? Three fifty. Three fifty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Three fifty. So it's a pretty strong data. Yeah. Very strong. horse. I'm pretty sure, but uh, for me, that's that's. That doesn't mean much like in, in this setting. Like it got the run it had to that day. The other horses have done what they could have done or what they I, – I don't I don't think that tells us a huge amount uh, to be honest. But she will probably be the extremely well-backed runner on – it's funny. I was going to say on route to the Placid Arc, but maybe not because I know Brock Luthwaiter said he wants to go to the Placid Arc with Prawns 11. For me, it doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Like he's going to get a run. It's a 16-horse mm. field. Just go there next week. Don't run here. Don't run here. So yeah. just keep an eye out. Some of these might do some – uh, recon on what the final field looks like. The Placid Art, they'll see it won't be a capacity field and they'll all get a run. So, yeah, in saying that, this you don't often see 56 plus three or races on a on a Saturday. It's a sort of a is this a different setup or am I confused? Oh, I think the reason I was confused is because there's a um, 
three-year-old this race. Is, this is a one MW handicap. Yeah, Whereas so usually, one metric, usually, yeah, they're, the, opens. Um, usually, usually they're, they're opens. And they're usually the set weights and penalties as well. And the fact on the same day you've got a 1,400-metre three-year-old race as well, which yeah. is potentially taking some yeah. combatants out of. So um, so you, we don't have many Saturday handicaps for the three-year-olds yeah. until January onwards. So usually they're set weights and penalties, but um, yeah. which yeah. Is, gives, gives this a bit of a give this a bit of a different feel to it. Um I just was so, so impressed with the trials of Universal Playboy. Uh, it was 450. What are we thinking at the moment? 440 around that mark. Is that what it is across the board? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, you, they, you don't troll better. Yeah. Just, they just don't troll better than that. So, let yeah, yeah, they just don't troll better. But, yeah, the amount of times they've chimed into them. You have to think what type of level it has to run to on debut to win as mm. well. That's a different thing. Like this goes to a maiden. It goes around a dollar twenty, dollar thirty because it has to run X race. But comes out here, it has to run to a certain level, which is um, and it's also a twelve hundred meter race comparative to the nine hundred thirty meter trials. Um, it'll have to sit here as well. It's never easy. I know it's not on debut. Uh, I presume it went shiny. It doesn't say it there, but didn't get didn't get a lot of luck. It at didn't, a but it also stage. wasn't traveling well yeah. enough to win it though either that yeah. day. If you watch that replay again, so. I reckon just – yeah, you can just tell the way Chris sat on it in the trials and the way that Laney has gone to this race when he could go to a maiden, I reckon they think it's real good. Yeah. So, yeah, just – this is just a it's, a – it's a cracker. Yeah. Wouldn't talk yet any. Five bucks would just about get me, I think. Yep. Still play by. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, My Bella May, exciting, really liked its trials. Um, strong winner on debut. 250s just not quite there for me. Mm. So, I'm, I'm leaning Universal Playboy right at this moment in time. Very good. Race three is the Carbine Club of WA Apprentices Cup over the 2,100 metres. What's going on here riders-wise, Guru? Well, Pete McCormick from our McCormick bookmaking um, chucked up and he was bang on. There, uh, There's a dearth of apprentices in Western Australia at the moment. So, yeah. admired who's horse number nine, can't actually get a start in the final field. Um, well, can't get a rider to ride. The race, <laughs> so there are. Uh, yeah, we're looking. Who's at missing? Probably, Who's missing? Oh, geez, I don't know. Is it a weight thing? Could give the. Um, no, because I think. Oh, could be. Yeah. They can ride without the claim. Like Brandon's only riding with half a kilo. Yeah. Lactar's riding with no with no claim whatsoever. So, so yeah, we've got an apprentices cup. We've got only eight apprentices to. Um, to, uh, yeah. to take the ride. So that means that nine admired, who is actually in the field, doesn't have a rider, and then we've got the two emergencies in Oh So Tempting and Dance of the South. Good luck um, to the top two as well, Cassie and Luca on their first Saturday ride. Yeah. I think they're both still ineligible. I presume Luke is because he would be getting more rides, I'd suggest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, the, the way I'm going to attack this is I think you're going to have that's funny as – Rolling forward, juicing carrots aren't you far from them. I think it'll be a bit of a mess. It tends to be a bit of a mess up front. I like to look at the better hoops uh, in this situation. So we'll look at the Lactars. I just don't know if Chuckaluck's going to win a race in that fashion. I think yeah. Chuckaluck will win a race when it can lead again. Yeah, Holly's. And, and this isn't the one. So Holly Watson's the is the go-to for me here. Yeah. Um, Blackwater Bay, they absolutely walked last start. It was actually really good. I think it was actually really good. Just just, just go back to last and, and put it to sleep. Um, Probably should have yeah. won the other day, really. It, it, just, it got, just went so slowly. Yeah. They went 10, 15, 20 lengths. Couldn't, couldn't get out so. when he wanted to. Could yeah, exactly yeah. right. So just go back to last, put it to sleep and just let – all of the carnage sort of unfold. Um, I think try for us is a big, strong figure horse. So we could be really well backed, which could mean we see sort of $4 plus Blackwater late. 350 is enough. 330 is probably enough, to be honest with you. Um, with Blackwater Bay, I just I get the feeling that if we show some patience, especially keeping in mind Admire's going to come out, take away 8% of the market at the moment, and you're down to your three 
20 from the current price anyway. So, um, And the other one, I think that there isn't a huge amount between them at the moment and the horse has gone really well for him in the past is so well. Again, I'd... If, if I was Stephen Brown, then I'd just be saying, this, just put it out the back, let it just go to sleep. When they all start making their moves, don't do not do it. Just 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 wait, Let it turns into a shit fight yeah. and um, and have the final pop. I think Blackwater Bay is probably a length better horse, to be honest, um, but one's going to go around $3.50, one will go around $13, $14. So um, that's the way I'll be playing it. In a day where I don't like a huge amount early, it's one race I'm pretty happy to attack those two and going to attack Blackwater Bay and um, save them so well. Late prices, probably. Okay, yeah. Keen Blackwater Bay as well. Just just a note for the listeners out there that, <clears throat> pardon me, that's funny as also an acceptor in the York Cup on Sunday. So Dearie, mate. Well, dual, that changes things drastically. Because then suddenly Chuck Luck might be able to find the top. Mm. I hadn't actually looked at the York Fields yet, BJ. Well, there you go. Very like, I'm glad I've not a bet yet. <laughs> So but yeah, man. so yeah, just keep an eye on that, guys, because that's funny as is uh, important for for both races, really. So that's a seventy thousand dollar race with Billy Ray up to nineteen hundred with mm. Billy Ray, Divine Shadow, Native Chimes. I think this is an easier race and it's worth more. Yeah. So I would be surprised if they're running Sunday. Okay. All right. So yeah, Black Butterly Lud as well. Blackwater Bay is that's a uh, good little York Cup actually. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? That's a good one. Yeah, definitely run. It should definitely be running because you're going to get the lead to yourself, and you're drawing the widest gate as well on on uh, on Sunday. So yeah, I've just decided for the stable they're they're running Saturday. I, I think I, I really like. I know she's she's raw, but I really like the way that the horses respond to uh, Cassie Martin. Um, they just sit, they just seem to to run for a bit. She's already chalked up quite a few winners in a short period of time. They won on Corn Cop on uh, the first at uh, Jero on on uh, on Tuesday. So yeah, Cassie's gonna gonna ride a heap of winners, I reckon, with um, apprentice to S J Miller. But uh, I'm with you, Terry. Blackwater Bay, Adam Durant. The stable's just starting to purr. Holly Watson, the leading apprentice on board. Go back, whip around them. Should be should outstay them comfortably, I believe. Yep, I'm with you. Race four is the Magic Millions Handicap. This is the graduation over the 1,400 metres. Pennies of field <clears throat> for uh, Brad McManus and uh, co. Is the uh, is $4 here. Kostya's crown, who was scratched out of the Faritha to, uh, to race against the older horses, is the current $3 favourite. Um, there's a few other horses here shaping the market. Cellar Vistas won its last two. Trade War doesn't like winning a lot these days, but was an eye catcher the other day. And cheerful moment having its first start for the Chris and Michael Ganjimi yard. Yes, another ride for Jared Noski. Probably goes to the breeze, I'd say. Mm. Um, if Costas Cram begins like it did last time, I think they'll just they have take to. like out the equation and yeah. lead again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the way I'm going. It's a pretty easy on top selection for me, to be honest. Uh, I know it only won a maiden. I don't usually like following them up after that. But if you go through all of its runs, even the day it, it failed, yeah. they gave it a month after. It was 1,000 to 1,400. They gave it a month after that. And that race has just produced like winner after winner. Like it's... It's a fairly impressive list of horses. Uh, was like it the Man, Man Crush? Man, it was a half a length of Man Crush, Sanctorio, yeah. Galaxy Affair, Lord Ganicus, Legacy of Tara and Demolish yeah. were in that race. And um, and I reckon the fact that it was scratched a couple of times after that, there might have been a little niggle, a little issue that they found, and they've got him right. Uh, he jumped well. He looked fluent. He looked happy in the run. He beat absolutely nothing, and that doesn't really count towards anything. But these three-year-olds are just beating up on the older horses yeah. time in, time out. Time and time again. I'm $2.50. I'm, look, I, I've got the – I'm expecting him to trade at like $3.40, $3.50, so I haven't really – 
um, thought about having the bet yet. Uh, but that's that's probably the main question. I actually marked Trade War second favourite. Um, I thought Trade War's last start was was huge. I know Brad doesn't like that too much with pennies of field in the race. Obviously, I thought Penny was just a touch flat last start. Um, I reckon she was a length length and a half off what she would have been her at full capacity the other day. So. Yeah. So, I, but the one thing that's with her here, if she can jump, is potential for a one-one. Yeah. Uh, I think Lactar she doesn't want to go too slowly here and let those horses tack on because yeah. they're all a bit slower. Well, then, then Costas. There's Crown a bit. Of, there's a bit start, of closing so. speed there, though, isn't there? Th Trade War, Celavista, and Penny. So he'd want to be rolling a bit like the other day, to be honest. So exactly um, right. And it's the good thing with holding fire here as well is if we find out that inside pad isn't really all that good a spot to be on, there might be another betting opportunity because it's not that far over my price so um yeah i i expect pennies of field to uh to bounce back she's just under my price that's that's all it comes down to for her but yeah stella vista's probably the biggest unders of the day i'd suggest at five bucks 550 i'm significantly longer it's won a couple of races which have been nicely set up it's going to probably have to come from behind penny and, and trade, trade war, war. yeah Deary May, I don't know. I think Brad will be trying to sell his shares in uh, in pennies if uh, Stella Vista's coming from Buffalo <laughs> and grabbing you. <him>, so. <laughs> uh, Mama Tembo, I was I was a shorter price Mama Tembo this yeah, Vista, so yeah. Mama Tembo's flying. Um, can it hold a spot? I'm not sure. Concord Zone doesn't lose first up. Just didn't draw a gate. If it drew one or something and was fifteen dollars each way, that might be a different uh, a different kettle of fish. Um, but no, good little race. But I'll just go with the. The horse, I think, can jump lead and the three-year-old and cost his crown. Yeah, keep it the, the simple uh, policy there. Keep it simple. Yeah, exactly. Lactar right. and uh, exactly Team right. Casey straight at the front, Costas. And, um, yeah, I, if rated well in front, given a good kick, I, I think they're going to struggle to run him down. I think he's got plenty of ability, cost his yep. crown. So, um, yeah, he might, have, might find his niche as being more of a on-speed horse as well. So, cost his crown, uh, the way to go in uh, race four. Terry, let's take a break. Um, we'll be back with Tommy Wolf versus Liam Peters in the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. All right, BJ, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition grudge match. Grudge match. Grudge we're, match. we're back into uh, regular rotation. Um, with some returning guests, actually, we will Don't bring a in a couple of areas. guests that'll be on top of the world. I, I reckon. reckon we need to pick their a couple of black top successes. Yeah, they're flying in the last right? seven days. Absolutely humming these two. So the Mundaring, of course, has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, uh, Ian Butchie O'Connor, publican up there at the Mundaring, who have been with us since day one here at the one one. Uh, feed, flutter, froffies. Family atmosphere, big deck, beautiful weather. Go, go up to the Mundaring, say good day to Butchie, and um, yeah, let him know that you listen to the One One, your West Australian Racing podcast. Now, the both of these guys have had a crack at the Mastermind before. Uh, let's bring in Tommy Wolf from the Red Hot Fernie Racing Yard. Tommy, welcome back to the show. Hey boys, how are we going? Very good, Tommy. Very good. How with the air uh, with us? Well, first of all, congratulations. Yeah. I should congratulations. start with congratulations uh, with the win of laced up heels. It allowed me to throw a bit of a uh, a little bit of a uh, little bit of a uh, what do you call it? I threw the little tweet out, which I, <laughs> <laughs> I said at the time, I said, watch this, <laughs> watch what this will, uh, this will upset a few people, I reckon. But uh, I tell you what, Luca, Luca's been telling us from, uh, from a fair way out that she goes pretty good laced up heels. And uh, I could imagine the big fella had a fair old strut on him post that victory, Tommy, on Tuesday. 
So, Tommy, what what would you classify your uh, position at Fenway? Are you the are you the foreman? He keeps the beer assistant trainer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my foreman's license now. I like to think I'm just a there to Luke, but you know he's a big dog. Equals the shots, and I just chip around with him, and we do our best. Yeah. You sure do. Or you, a double on uh, Melbourne Cup, though. Of course, Wild Bell was uh, impressive as well. And la- laced up heels, the giant killer, knocked off Amelia's jewel. What's um, the plan? So is Wild Bell to the Placid Arc and laced up heels will be to the champion Phillies? Yeah, I think at this stage that's the, that's mm-hmm. the plan. But I think uh, Wild Bell will probably definitely go to the Placid Arc. But um, I think we've kind of the impression that laced up heels is pretty versatile. So head to the champion Phillies and then if he needs to pull up stumps and go shorter or stretch out a bit further then he can do both of those she's pretty versatile so Position it's funny, isn't it? Because we were talking. I, I still, I actually haven't looked at the updated markets, but uh, Amelia's Jewel is your favourite for the um, for the Kingston Town, and obviously this is only fourteen hundred. This will be eighteen. The Northerly, sorry, the Northerly, mm-hmm. and um, you've just knocked her off fair and square. I mean, it, it's not impossible to start dreaming about even potentially some Group One glory with laced up heels, and then I reckon that yeah, the four thousand Coronas Luke mentioned might be closer to forty thousand. I'd suggest. Yeah, well, I'd hate to see the, the statement <laughs> enough if that happened, but, um, yeah, I'll probably go into hiding for a few weeks after. I reckon it's really safe, but, oh, yeah, you're out of dreams, so that'd be nice. 100%. Well, That's well, good, what it's all about. Good dreaming luck. game. Good luck to LK and yourself, Tommy. You've got man crush in the Faritha on, uh, on mm-hmm. Saturday as well, coming off a uh, gallant second placing in the Belgravia. But let's uh, let's bring in your um, your combatant here. Uh, Liam Peters, you're back on the 1-1. How's it going, boys? Thanks for having me again. Now, Liam, uh, the Vortex, the Cerusan White Vortex, is just starting to spin again after uh, a lean patch. Um, what's, uh, what's the confidence levels heading in towards the start of the Pinnacles next uh, next Saturday? Oh, well, it was obviously a pretty unlucky stretch lately, uh, having windstorm go amiss and things like that. Um, but look, we're even with um, devoted run the other day. We were pretty happy, so we're still confident going into the pinnacles as long as well he can get the run. So Liam, we're going to put you on the spot. Are you team devoted or team treasured star right at this moment in time? From uh, um, I from the railway stakes point of view, or railway stakes point of view. It's hard to split them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might have to sit on the fence for this one. Oh, I, I do have a feeling I'm He's learned from, from the best, hasn't he? <laughs> Dear me, he's learned from the best. He's absolutely learned from the best. But uh, it must be funny, these three-year-old, um, well, the three-year-old features that are occurring, and they're worth a bit more this year, and it's probably the first time a Cerise and White haven't had any real proper uh, representation, mm. I guess. It's a, it's a bit of a different carnival, obviously. Um, What's his name? Santo, who owns all the bustler. Oh, uh, Gualiado. Gualiado. Yeah, I yeah. want to try and pronounce it. So, <laughs> uh, we were just saying um, before he's sort of uh, taken over the mantle this year as uh, the number one owner. Has Bob got a? Is he determined? Is he determined? Is there a, is there a, a reason you think you've had a, a lean year in that sense? Is there? Um, yeah. What's the what's the thoughts out of the camp? Uh, well, no, not many particular reasons. Um, We've had a, our fair share of uh, good luck and bad luck, but mm-hmm. a lot of bad luck for sure. So, uh, 
there's been a few that have um, needed to rehab for a couple of things and um, some that are just going to be taking a lot longer than the others, I guess. So, yeah, that's um, just this crop, hopefully. I think um, I'm, we're probably a bit harsh as well because of the standards which have been set for so long. Like we bar, sort of, we sort of just, um, we sort of just expect that uh, they'll be winning basically every three-year-old race, especially when you get out <laughs> to over a journey. So you have you have one year where you're not, uh, you don't have too many uh, in in the firing line, and, and everyone starts, uh, you know, what's happening here? What's happening here? And as you said, it might just be a, a slightly quieter crop, but uh, hey, you'd be a brave man to bet against it happening again next year. I reckon. Liam, your um, your, your grandpa's uh, shifted. Uh, many of his East Coast-based horses into the camp. John Leake Jr. at Pakenham. When will uh, John Leake Jr. and his team there, when will they roll out the Cerise and White Colours for the first time, do you expect? Uh, thinking of rolling them out within the next couple of weeks. Any particular horse we should be keeping an eye out for? Oh, well, it would. it'll be good to see uh, Frigid again, and uh, she did. Amazing with uh, Mickey uh, at Belmont, but um, it's a bit hard to race her at Ascot. Uh, just, she prefers a bit more given the ground. So sending her over there, there's a bit more rain often. So it's, uh, yeah, good for her. And uh, she's a slow burner, but every time she steps out, she looks bigger and better. So hopefully she's filled out perfectly now. Very good. Well, good luck to... Um to Cerise and White over the weekend and uh, the upcoming carnival, but um, we're going to get rolling on this mastermind. Fellas, your names are your buzzers. You both know how to play. <clears throat> and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. We're, we're no longer in tournament mode, Terry, so it's back to first to three. All right. So is it back to me? 100% it is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Wolf, are you ready? Yeah, all good. Liam Peters, are you ready? Yep, ready. Three, two, one. All right, who am I? Well, I do not have the talent of some of the sprinting machines to come from this stable prior. I'm a horse who simply does not tell a lie. I've amassed over half a million dollars in prize money with my 43 start career yielding 10 victories. One of those was at stakes level with eight of those wins being over my pet journey of 1,200 metres. Stephen Parnham has only sat aboard me once, but it was a winning steer, which was not only my most recent victory, but also my only black type success. I went around at any old price that day. Bit of a fun fact, Steve's brother Chris has also only rode me once, and again, that was for one victory. Jason Brown was my hoop the majority of my career uh, with six wins aboard me, with Lacta Romoli on top for the other two. I have nothing humorous to add in regards to the horse's name, and I don't think the lads have got it, BJ. <laughs> I've come to the end. That's it. Anyone want to have a crack? Jason Brown, key, key points of note, Jason Brown, a stable that's had some star sprinters in the past. Stevie Parnham rode in the last couple of years. Once, big price winner. Beat the Spruker. <laughs> Three, two. Yeah, I'll have a crack with Bruce Almighty. Well, it's not, not, <laughs> it's not Bruce Almighty, but I don't, I don't mind that. Was don't that you, Tommy? That. that was Tommy. Uh, yeah. Liam for the steal. Three, two, one. 
I uh, got nothing, boys. Okay. BJ, you haven't heard this yet, who is it? Caracapa. It is Caracapa. Very yeah. good. In my defence, lads, I had to rush one together because I uh, I did one which was connected to one of you lads, and I realised who was on the show afterwards. <laughs> so I had to quickly uh, I had to quickly whack one up. But it was Caracapa. Won the Bunbury Stakes at about a hundred to one. Yes. Um, Claire Voints was favourite that day. Correct. Steve Parnham sat the breeze. Look, gone a long way from home. It just kept on kept on whacking away. Caracapa. Caracapa. What a horse he's been. Yes, absolute marvel there for that team. How's that? Like Steve Parnham one for one. Chris Parnham one for one. Of course, yeah. yeah, in their career. I think Chris Parnham wrote in the day that they got protested against by Megazine. Potentially. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yes. Yeah, anyway. All right, gents. Next question. Name the Ascot trainer Melbourne Cup winning hoop Mark Zara was indentured to when commencing his apprenticeship in Western Australia. <laughs> Jeez, that's a tough one, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's up before my time. I got no idea. There. Yeah, no, that's that was how I responded to um, that as well, Tommy. Mate, he's won the uh, won the cup. All right, three, three two, two, one. one. Uh, Dean White was the Dean, uh, White. Dean White was Dude, uh, Mark mate. Zara's master before he shifted over to Victoria, and he's never been back. And now he is one of the. Uh, the best riders in the country. Hey, right. Liam, can we test your buzzer, mate, just to see if it's working? <laughs> 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 yeah, right. man, she's working on Twitter. Right. That's a toughie, though. Dear me. Deary me. All right. What rider <laughs> is currently equal with Clint Johnston-Porter on top of the statewide WA Jockey Premiership? Liam. Liam. Uh, I'll go with Chris Parnham. Incorrect. Tommy Wolf. Tom. I'll go Natasha Faithful. Oh, oh Tommy. Correct. I thought oh. we were gonna if you got the, if you guys both got that one wrong, we have to go to the kids <laughs> set. We're actually gonna have to pull out the old uh, <laughs> the old ten to fifteen year old trivial pursuit. Tash and CJP, uh at the moment of recording anyway, are together on twenty nine wins. Good start of the season. All right. Tommy one, Liam, yet to score. Name the horse. That won a ratings 72 handicap on Lestier Stakes Day 2020 before winning a winter bottom stakes at his very next start. Tom. Tommy. Um, Elite Street. Yeah, correct. Tommy. He's found his momentum there. Yeah. He's his feet. All right. Next question Who trains explosive Kalgoorlie sprinter pedal power? Tommy. Tommy. Uh, Justin, Justin Robin. Justin Robin. A little whitewash here. A little whitewash. You must have a really bad internet connection there, Liam. I must do. I'm down south for a couple of days. I'll blame it on that. Here come come excuses. Uh, Hey, Liam, your your mate's giving you the bum steer for the the best Wi-Fi connection in the house. (laughs) He's in the the other room laughing at you. <laughs> oh, I bet he is. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Hey, mate, uh, Tommy Wolf, three nil. He was he can't was, lose at the moment. The uh, Fernie Yard, can they? They're just red hot. Yeah. They're uh, undeniable at the moment. The Fernie camp here. Tommy Wolf, congratulations, three nil, mastermind winner, hundred dollar gift voucher is in the mail. Mate, how's it feel? Yeah, it's good. Normally, I'm used to Liam giving me a touch up on the golf course, so it's nice to find find a time to beat him. So, Tommy, the big question is: What was the better bet today, you beating Liam or Yemen Lass in the last? 
Uh, one was a dollar one, and one should be about a hundred. So I'll let you decide. What, <laughs> what, what, what I don't I think you were. A, I don't think you were a hundred to one. I don't think you were a hundred to one. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> I must say. I must say. Nah, I must say though, Liam. It's very challenging to do these mastermind questions without mentioning anything to do with uh, Peter's investments. So, um, yeah. yeah, so the, <laughs> had to go a little bit wide with the questions today just to uh, just to uh, make it fair across the board. But uh, Tommy Wolf, three nil, got the broom out, swept Liam. Liam, thanks for uh, thanks for t- taking time out of your break down south to uh, say good day to us here at the one one, and and good luck uh, moving into the pinnacles with with everything. Yeah, thank you, boys. Cheers, Tommy. Uh, I won't go too easy on you next time we play out of Mayland. Very good. Tommy, can we uh, catch up with you next Thursday so you can defend your title and make your run towards Mastermind Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I'll be around. I'll make sure of it. Very good. good. Tommy, you at the track later today? What's Sherman? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll I'll be there too. I'll see you in the server. Tommy Wolf, congratulations. Liam, all the best. Thank you. All right, Mastermind is back underway. We've got a new champion, Dominant. new champion. Nonchalant, doesn't rush in. It's Tom says it slowly. Yeah, that might be. He's very laconic, isn't yeah, he? Might, yeah, it might, be, might get him into strife later on. His uh, favourite actor, down Harry Laconic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, he needs, he needs to get a bit uh, a bit more vocal, there's Tommy. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, they just can't do, can't. Put a foot wrong, can't they? Anyone uh, mixed up with that camp? But uh, yeah, thanks again to everyone up there at the Mundaring Hotel. Tommy Wolf's got a hundred dollar gift voucher on the way to uh, spend there up at the heart of the hills. Um, very good. Always looking for new talent here at uh, at the one one new mastermind talent. So if you want to have a crack, um, send us a message on um, on Twitter, and uh, we'll get you on uh, to take on Tommy Wolf next Thursday. All right, bit of talent to discuss here, Terry. In the C Corp for Ether Stakes, race five of the day over the 1,400 metres. Colts and Geldings lead up to the WA Guineas in two weeks' time. Snowdome, Man Crush, All the King's Men, Rejuva King, The Unbeaten Bustler, Upper Limits, and Uncle Jared. Only the seven, but uh, talent laden for Ether Stakes. Certainly is. Definitely is. Certainly is, yeah, it certainly is. Um, Probably a race that I'm probably most looking forward to for the day, I'd suggest. Um, from a speed map point of view, how did, how did you have it all uh, eventuating? We spoke well, to we spoke Steve, to Steve earlier. Yeah. We, got bit, we got our wires crossed a little bit, didn't we? We should have pre, uh, well, I, pre-discussed I, that aspect. I just felt listening or hearing a bit of capital post-race that Snowdome didn't really appreciate it being dictated to by Man Crush in the Belgravia stakes and that perhaps they'd look to um, take um, the bull by the horns in the Faritha on Saturday and go straight to the front with Snowdome and sort of control your own destiny there, railing in front. Um, so I had Snowdome leading Man Crush coming out, out, sitting outside it, Uncle Jared leaders back and all the Kingsmen in the 1-1, Bustler, Bustler trailing all the Kingsmen. Okay. What, what were you thinking? I just thought they might look at taking a trial with Snowdome. It was a good win uh, last prep over All Show and Swear to God. Three wide with cover. Um, it's got a really nice turn of foot to Snowdome, I think, as well. Um, so I think I think Neville won't give Chris any specific instructions, but I think he'll be open to that. And I, traditionally, Chris is a, a pretty patient jockey. He's happy to let that occur. So I, I reckon that Luke will be pretty keen for Clint to get across and find the fence with Man Crush. Okay. And I just think it might mean that 
Paul Harvey and, and all the King's Men are sort breeze. of like, what do we do here? And they end up in the breeze. And uh, Snowdome probably ends up, um, well, we choose its back really from there, I guess. And, and Bustler's probably not far up in the back of Snowdome. So, Gee, I'll tell you what, that, that brings that brings Bustler into a commanding field position. Well, I think either way it does. I mean, mm. I, who knows? You get a real hot rail. It's earlier in the day. It's not that earlier in the day. What's time at 2.30 or something, yeah. 10 past three. Um, not as easy to make ground. But again, you've, you've got to look at it. And no disrespect to Miss Vasari, but you've beaten home Miss Vasari and Sweet Tea. So there's definitely still some. And there's definitely still that aspect you've got to prove it against uh, the three-year-olds. We know that these three-year-olds, every time they race the older horses, they're just mm. winning. They're just winning. They're just winning. So we definitely still need to see it. Um, you can hear it though, can't you? Yeah, you, you can, can hear yeah, it. In the voices, you can, so. you can. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's one that I know is never going to probably be a bet for me. I was two dollars fifty in all fairness, and there is two dollars fifty around, but that's my price, and that's not a a desperate to be unpriced type Brad, thing. Brad so. wasn't interested in taking any bets. Two ten. No, good on him muscle. as well. Yeah, good on him as well. So, um, yeah, it has to be super hard to beat. The other horse that could come across if it's jumping better and it hasn't jumped its last two is obviously upper limits from seven. It could come across from the breeze. So, um, I think there's enough speed on here for uh, for Bustler to get over the top of him um, if good enough. I don't think he's probably good enough. Hmm. Yeah, well, I listened to – well, we just spoke to Stevie and listened to Neville uh, on the radio on the way in. Yeah, he was giving Bustler the night ahead of Snowdome. I just thought there was the discrepancy between the two was was a bit off considering – Price-wise? Yeah. I, I, That's the thing. It's hard to line up. I, I, mean, I think I, I think Snowdome's a pretty good horse, so uh, – I'm, I'm guts in for the guineas, which I'm sort of regretting now. I, I, I It was a toss-up between which and Neville's to go with early doors and yeah. – um, yeah, my, my main thing is I hope, hope Snowdome, from a personal point of view, I hope it runs well and they push yeah. onto the guinea so I can create a book at least yeah. <laughs> and go around it as yeah. as need be. So, um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It should well probably will what, be. What's the best price? Best price available Snowdome? Nah, I'm not to the guineas. No, now. I'll, I'll oh, about three fifty or something. Three, so yeah. three fifty versus two fifty. I was about yeah. four bucks, I think. So, yeah. all the King's Man's probably been one of the unluckiest horses throughout its entire career as well. Like, and it looks like it's gone from that level this prep. So, yeah. great little addition for the race for PK Huckle. Yeah. What a man PK Huckle <laughs> is. Um, yeah, so I think he might be on course soon. Soon, so he'll be here a couple for, of weeks away. Yeah, yeah, guineas, friend of the friend of the show, Paul Huckle, yeah. will be will be on course for the guineas for all the King's Men. But yeah, no, it's a yeah, it's. I think the market's bang on. Mm. I think the market's bang on. They're going to continue to show Man Crusher probably a, a little lack of respect. Um, but when you've got that racing style, it's a, it's a good it's a good starting point. You're going to be out in front rolling along and we might get a, a hot inside pad. So you're not losing anything with uh, with the Pontiff uh, going off for CJP. So it, it's one that it's currently $7, $8. It wouldn't surprise me if Man Crusher sort of starts – 16 14 15 16 bet fair because there will be strong there will be strong money yeah Yeah. there'll be strong money for uh for bustler and and snowdome and i think you will find that uh, all the king's men won't be a huge drifter either so um so they'll they'll hold and yeah man crush you've got a real firm opinion about something like like if you do think Bustle's the best three-year-old, then it might be worth having a shop around and trying to take $5 for the guineas if you're not keen to getting involved at the $2, 30 40 50 So, um, yeah, it's it's actually a really good race to sit back and enjoy um, and view. So, current prices don't get me. What price are you, Bustler? I was $2.80, Bustler. There you go. And I was like three. 20 for Snowdome. Oh, wow. I had them pretty close. Jeez, uh, right. But I had Snowdome leading though. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. maybe maybe they will. I'm I'm just going off um, 
that run last prep. Yeah. And, and the fact that they're considering, do we go further? Do we come back in trip? Sometimes if you're considering going further, do we look at finding a um, a back here? Can we can we let down? And the, those, I just what I see, I reckon Snowdome's got the ability to let down. Maybe not point to point of Bustler, but. All I'll say to you is put Snowdome in those two sixty plus graduations. You reckon it wallops them? No, like Bustler did. Flogs Absolutely flogs them. Mm. So this sometimes I just say like chop and change that horse. Put that horse there. Put that horse there. Like mm. also the Belgravia Snowdome copped an almighty whack mm. across the snows from Paul Harvey. On, I worry about how it was on, travelling before that on man, thing. man crush. Um, I think he was just building. He was just building. Mm. So that was a slow lane one off as well. Snowdome could have almost won that, and if he doesn't get hit across the nose, he could have won still that. Having, still having nightmares. <laughs> yeah, <that's> Western Australian <laughs> punting is still having nightmares. I don't think the, I don't think anyone I spoke to is uh, not on Snowdome in that T particular race. Team, so. team Snowdome licking, licking their wounds. Still, oh, Paddy Carey <laughs> somehow gets on the hot part oh, of the track. It's all starting to make and sense. Then, and then he gets the back of Snowdome. It was a one thousand out of ten. Oh, it's all starting to yeah, make 100%, sense. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm filthy. <laughs> I'm filthy. So. She's not that yeah. good. It's all it's all coming together. Tell you it's what, crystallizing. Though, go back and watch every single one of Paddy's rides on anything in the um, lime green and red. Like he, he hasn't ridden one bad steer. I don't reckon on a Miss Kentucky or Amelia's Jewel the whole way through. Like it's incredible. In inspired. He gets it exactly right. It's like when yeah, Pikey puts on the series <laughs> ride. He just. Uh, he just lives. So he probably rides a couple it's like of bad ones. Putting, on doesn't. His, putting on his cape, isn't it? Exactly yeah. right. He's got the full Matty Pavlis, <laughs> you reckon? Putting on your Superman cape. Uh, look, I am listening and I'm open-minded to Neville and Stevie and their enthusiasm for Bustler. Um, visually, he's just been just so impressive. Uh, for mine, though, I'm for the sake of a tip, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Snowdome. Very good. Well, I'm going to tip Bustler. I'm not mm. going to back Bustler. I'm going to hope you're right because it's mm. good for my kidneys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I've got to lean in my market to Bustler, but yeah, I, I'm not. I, I marked it really unconfidently. So. What 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 would all the kings then be a bet for you? Do you reckon? Uh, I'm, I'm open to that possibility. Yeah. I, I've marked at six fifty, so I'm two fifty, three sixty, six fifty, eleven dollars, and then upwards others. Upwards others. Yes. Upwards others. So, uh, Uncle Jared. 500. <laughs> 500 to one. Uh, as long as he doesn't get it, doesn't cause any issues. He's laid out bad the other day, Uncle Jared. So yeah, he just, did. Look, I, I, I think, I think he's got a bit his, of ability. His though. prior form and his trial yeah. doesn't preclude him from being in this race. So I'm yeah. hoping they just found a little issue yeah, in yeah. the run, and yep. he can he can turn up and run seventh. So yeah, Very but good. he can he, he he was beaten twelve. He can come out and be beaten four. That's all I'm saying. Yes. I, I don't, he, I'm fine with him being in the race. I don't think it's a. Um, I don't think it's a Jimmy Grave uh, Copper Fury top <laughs> up in there. <laughs> Dude, what race was that? The window? No, that, that was, was the, the uh, Colonel Reed. Colonel Reed. <laughs> yeah, straight straight to the top, straight to the top. Just keep kicking. Got it fit as a fiddle. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, looking forward to this one. The um, the uh, stable mates, the brothers clashing there. The two faves, Snowdome and Bustler. PK Huckles, all the Kings man, and uh, yeah, the inform LK Fernie with Man Crush is a good for ether. Um, it's been won by some good horses over the journey as well. It has. Um, Red Cam Man, Velvet King, Jaranowski rode Money Maha, Money Maher to victory. Disposition actually won this race in 2014, went to a Guineas and got rolled by Rommel. Same right. colours as uh, Snowdome and uh, Bustler. So mm -hmm. there you go. It's been a good horses race over the journey, and uh, this is no exception. So, some, um, we're, yeah, as we said in the 
intro, we're very blessed to have uh, such an outstanding crop of three-year-olds here in Western Australia. Race six is the Crown Perth Handicap. 1600 meter graduation. Um, this is a three-year-old, the current favorite of the three-year-old is Lord Gannicus. But they've bypassed the Faretha as well. Um, and I imagine, they'll, I imagine they'll be springboarding, if he wins, he'll be springboarding from this graduation to a guineas in two weeks time. Team Williams and Paul Harvey, they've, they've always sort of spoken about the talent of Lord Gannicus, just starting to put it together with uh, with two uh, victories in lower grades. Gets tested here against the older horses at a mile, gets a map, gate three, Ponif, 55 kgs. Looks, looks a good setup for the three-year-old two. I guess uh, win his way into a WA Guineas. Yeah, I don't think he's – I'll just use the line again. I don't think Lord Gannicus is that good. Yep. Um, I think the jockey change has been everything for this horse. I think yeah. Harvey the, – the, Harvey's probably got the stronger whip action, the stronger hands and heels, and I think that's got the best out of him. Uh, I don't think they wanted to lead two starts ago, but they ended up there. And then last time out, he looked under a bit of sufferance for a few strides there. Did, yeah. Um, and uh, but he still managed to. He knuckled down and he won pretty well so late. So the last bit of his race was quite telling, actually. The last yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent agree. So look, he's he's the one I've marked. Favorite, but I'm I'm not backing him again. Yep. Like that price, I'm I'm actually three dollars eighty five. Actually, so I'm what is he about three seventy? So I'm three eighty five. I expect the money to come. Yeah. Uh, the good thing with with Lord Gannicus is if you're not backing him, um, you can just sort of hold fire and, and a few of these other. He's ones always uh, he always attracts a bit of support, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly right. The money came last, night, even though yeah. the, the sort of figures suggested it wouldn't. So um, it's pretty good in that sense to have a bet elsewhere. Um, acting gods, one we've been following, we've been pretty keen to have a go soon. I just feel like he's caught between the grades. Mm. The 60 kilo, that's a real leveler. Like, that's a real proper leveler. He'll run well, though. You know he'll, he'll run, run well. well. Yeah. He'll run – if he gets out to each way or something, then, yeah, he's definitely in consideration. I think I'm about $6. Um, so I thought Skedder's returned really well mm. this campaign. Last start, Lactar went back to the, the cutaway, which was – sorry, Stevie did – uh, went back to the cutaway and I don't think the cutaway was a spot to be that day. There was only two lengths between them. I almost think the cutaway was neg two lengths that day. So if, if Lord Gannicus goes around 320 by jump and Skedder's trading $14, $15 each way, that'll be my bet. I think Skedder each way, which is a uh, a bit of a random one. And Lactar, tell you what, Lactar has not looked after me lately. Um, we've had a bit of a tough time, me and uh, me and Rails Ramoli, aren't we? <laughs> so uh, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping we can uh, – we can- <laughs> Maybe uh, Costa's crown earlier in the day might get us back in speaking terms. Mm. Um, yeah, and just a, and just a, obviously a big watch on a horse that's always on a four day back up in in Henshard, but uh, it's it's lost me Henshard at the moment. So monitor the late prices, I'd say, of Acting God, Skedder, Lord Gannicus, but I'm completely open mm. to what I'm going to do here. I, I presume I, I, Sk- I presume Skedder will end up in the bet for me, yeah. but if three wide line tracking is great, then. Um, then Uncompromised has to come into it to some degree. But it, it got the hot lane last start, remember that, on the back of the winner. So that's uh, all a pair further back. But Still, it still attacked the line. I, it, did I, what I, it, it did what it had to do from that position. It's a better horse for Mickey Grant than it was last prep, yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it's just a – yeah, it's a really difficult steer from that gate. And you at the current price, what price is it now? Uh, you're looking at six, seven dollars. Imagine now. you get a cold inside. Imagine the inside pads dynamite, which is a big chance it might be. Yeah, like straight away that six dollars should be twenty dollars. So, and if three wide lines, great. Then the six dollars, you know, it should be probably six dollars because mm. it's still a difficult ride. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see how she's playing. Scatter each way. Okay, okay that for the sake of for the sake of words, acting gods, acting gods, eight, eight bucks now. Acting gods, my my bet. So I didn't, yeah. So last I saw it was six dollars. So yeah, I think Stevie Stevie can maybe tag Lord Gannicus if he wants to, or he can have him within his sights anyway. Mm-hmm. And I 
feel as though acting God's got the strength and he's um, he's he's ready to ready to pop at this stage of his prep. Um, I think he's got the strength to to wear down a horse like Lord Gannicus, despite the what are we five kilos? It'll be tight, but um, if you can get maybe nine ten dollars acting God, then that'll be me. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. It's the last I looked. I think it was yeah, maybe a bit shorter than that. So. But yeah, you're right. I think it can jump well enough to maybe tag. Might be a horse between them potentially because yeah. he's not the quickest early. But might be Skedder. Skedder might be. <clears> could be, yeah. Could be. See, I'm three eighty five Lord Gannicus, five thirty Acting God, um, and six twenty Skedder. Mm. So I also looked at it, but again, not not with a huge amount of confidence in marking that race. So um, yeah, as I said, if the bunny comes big for Lord Gannicus again, we'll get the prices for the other two and have something on. Very good, yes. And, of course, keep an eye on the, the pattern of the day as well when you're assessing the chances of a horse like Uncompromised who's going to be three wide line, basically last, isn't he? So exactly if right. that's if that's not the spot to be, then uh, he'll be out the gate betting-wise, no doubt. Big trouble. Witten's Irrigation and Design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race seven is the, what is it, Terry? Ah, uh, chef. <laughs> The bread bags. The Mc, bread bags. The bread bags. McChaff handicap. McGlenroy Chaff. <laughs> Chaff. Chaff handicap for over 1,400 metres. This is a ratings 72 plus grade. Another three-year-old taking on the older horses. Interesting. Um, another another one we've we've been robbed of from competing in the in the Faritha, but uh, Rusty Stewart has gone this direction with Swear to God, who's another who'll be using this race as a stepping stone towards the WA Guineas in two weeks' time. Above the peg, heavily supported when resuming for Simon A. Um, a couple of weeks ago, got gunned down by a featherweight late. Um, it's going to be fitter for this second up assignment. Brooklyn Pier race fit in form off the off the seven days and uh, Rockinori twenty eight days between runs gate 14 um but has always been very well thought of and, and has has the the talent to um exceed 72 plus grade you think interesting race terry yeah it is uh we we're just talking about sort of waiting and, and assessing a map and this is uh assessing a pattern sorry and this is probably the one that makes the most sense in that uh from that regards you've got big screen lead create a breeze and then swear to god should park right on them getting the perfect run because that's two pretty strong leaders it'll give a nice kick into the race yeah. you know so yeah. um a little bit disappointed swear to god the written matter how big that i didn't realize, yeah. I didn't realize how big that was to do the replay a couple of times like just, kept, ended up just in, kept coming too. kept coming yeah. brandon it was not a good steer at all like not holding your line there you hold your line swear to god gets held up and you probably wins the race so he definitely should have held his looked really bad actually like the way he shifted out there looked really bad. I, I'm not saying it, there was anything untoward. It's just it, it's um, yeah, it's not one. I think Brandon will sit down and be too just a little too bit, happy too with. little bit sloppy with the steering there. Sometimes, yeah, exactly Brandon, right. Yeah. <coughs> just just didn't have the indicator on when he changed lanes. And um, <laughs> but I thought Sweda got it one. It was a nice win, but um, whether the win filled me with that much confidence you know what i mean but the map is just so good here it is just such a good map so look if three wide line is is playing nicely um 
Uh, I, I think a horse like Rock and Noy is probably the best horse. Well, is the, probably the best horse in this race, I, I would say. But it's very hard to, to come at all. It's from Barrier 14. Um, without knowing how the how the deck is playing and knowing you've got a pretty good up and comer that's going to park right behind two strong leaders so he was and an saying that above the peg and rockinori there's nothing between them yeah um when they're from the meeting in the rack and tour i'd say rockinori is slightly better run but there's not much in it and there's a kilo and a half in in rockinori's favor so he was uh, uh in, he was above the pegs for the asian bow last week wasn't he rockinori it was yeah, yeah it was about a 16, 17, $18 chance mm. in an Asian bow, which it means you're basically a $25 chance in a railway because there's not much extra to come into the race. Mm. So, yeah, good run to assess how the track's playing. If ground is difficult to come across, um, it'll be very hard to go past, swear to God, with that map. But in saying that, I'm not dying to be on a horse. I, I feel like the 1,400 might be a tiny query. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's just a... It's a very much a map orientated race. Sure is. Um, big screen won on this day last year. So um, when he just just such a different horse finding the rail at, at Ascot, big screen. Um, so he's going to get that. He's going to give a good kick, be hard to run down. Just feels like, swear to God, it's just going to be Johnny on the spot. Isn't he? He's going to be in the right, right position with minimum weight. He doesn't necessarily get the advantage of a full um, three odds allowance. I think he might be two points. Might might leave a kilo on oh. the table. I think, uh, but still, oh, no, just half a because you get five points. He's using four of them. So he's but map weight, uh, Rockinori drawn sticky. Uh, it's going to be have to have to be a pretty fair effort from Rockinori. Four kilos off. Swear to God, drawn. I reckon they might try to find a spot. Maybe yeah. I don't think they'll just they'll flop out the back. So yeah, I mean who knows? They might even with Rockinori. I mean, are they are they certain to run? Do mm. they whip Rock and Ori out and go to the RJ next week and trying to have a backdoor entry to the railway Maybe stakes. they go this, this Saturday, quick backup, RJ. Or maybe they're targeting a race. I don't like think the, they'd be doing the double backup, surely. Maybe they're targeting a race like the Carbine Club, perhaps. Potentially. Um, but, yeah, it looks, looks a tremendous setup for Swear to God. And I, I feel, do you feel like above the peg might – I see that she's been that he has been supported since markets were open. I thought that there might be a little bit of a reversal – of opinion of above the peg after it was gunned down by featherweight, but she seems to have held. He seems to have held up well in the market thus far. Thought it might get out a bit. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, um, yeah, a little probably again. He probably got a ten out of ten steer. I thought he went for the stick a bit early. I didn't understand the not going through the gears. Um, if you watch that, this might be highly critical. But if you watch, I, I always like to see sort of a hoop go through their gears, and you sort of got clear air, grab the stick, and straight into it, rather than sort of like accelerating using the stick maybe at the 130 the 150 the stick was added about the 210 220 so i don't know whether it was just a horse fresh that sort of peaked on its run in that sense i'm not too sure but when you give them that type of steer before that in the run you'd especially when they're even money and the fence is playing as hot as it was you'd be expecting them to be um to be winning so it could be something very positive for featherweight in that sense yeah that could be the uh the the upside to that but uh yeah maybe slightly disappointing um from above the peak i'd love to see like a big screen get scratched and then you just back creator each way mm. you know so but i don't think that's going to occur playing miracle win next week not not this week next week it'll win the lucky gray really i've already penned it in gary Sorry, it's a Gary get on. <laughs> Seven day backup specialist. They're dropping back to the fourteen, which doesn't suit from the wide gate. It'll get into the the race next week on the minimum, probably if it's a ninety plus, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll win the lucky gray. Very good. You heard, you heard tipping it here. Like, tiffing one. <laughs> you heard it here first, punters. <laughs> yeah, real 
That's not probably not Real smart of me. Flip of the that coin here between swear to God and I'll be dictated to by prices closer to start time, um, especially on the Betfair Exchange, betfair.com.au. At the moment, I've got a slight leaning towards swear to God, but I'm 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 considering the merits of above the peg strongly. Um, I thought you'd be because uh, you're obviously Rock and Nori's one of its biggest uh, ticket holders. Mm. I thought you'd be very much in the Rock and Nori camp. Just uh, yeah, I've been just I just can't. Can't map it. So uh, just just with the where swear to God's going to be, big screen rolling, kicking, genuine speed. It's going to be a super performance by from Rockinori to get over the top. Or of a super ride. Yeah, or a super ride. Or yeah. both. Yeah, but um, but just, at the moment it's just it's just just map and price. Um, with yes, five fifty six dollars, and you don't really know where he's where he's going to be. Where at least you got a bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. Four fifty. Swear to God above the peg, knowing where they're going to be, I suppose. So, yep. But, yeah, um, interesting race. Certainly is. Certainly is. All right, moving forward into the big one for the day. It's the Waroa Listia Stakes, very famous weight for age contest. Massimo looking to go back to back and Resort Man, um, absolutely, absolutely killing it at the moment is the Michael Lane trained Resort Man just uh, having a dream 2022 comfort me second up captain chaos quick back up got us chosen the uh the belmont sprint winner notorious one is on the quick backup as well and probably the most uh fascinating runner of the entire day is the 80 raider carly's karma uh some addiction sean o'donnell attempting to win its way into a railway stakes via the list and carry in a railway <laughs> wild isn't it it is a little bit wild but um but yeah map wise if you've got massimo coming across take up the running from uh from gate nine to be honest with you softly and that's as far as i needed to go yeah this race to be honest with you so um i think it was the run of the race the other day after excellent dream took it on well you you were you spoke about it on the show Mm. and uh this just looks a tremendous setup for massimo doesn't it yeah it really does um comfort me uh Look, I was disappointed. I think it again. I think half of WA was on Comfort Me that particular day. But the thing is, while we let's expect improvement, a great map for Comfort Me. It's two and a half kilos in Massimo's favour, which um, which was enough to sort of say, well, if it beats me, and so be it. I'll, Massimo, I'll allow it. Massimo is also established, exactly. credentialed weight for age compared to loves the fourteen hundred as well. We're going to get the lead. Comfort Me is going to have to go to go to another another level. I like Brad Parnham going on Massimo mm. as well. Um, yeah, I like him on this type of horse. So he should get to the top. He'll lead him up. There's no really sort of obvious breeze horse. You've got to have Carly's Karma if it jumps that well again. And the fact it hasn't raced for a month now, is it? Yeah, it yeah. hasn't raced for a month. It should be pretty fresh. Comes across and breezes. And if you get beaten by a horse um, who's an 80 rater when you're 107, so be it. You're just beaten by a horse that's clearly on the uh, – on the rise so we'd cop that to some degree um yeah I, I basically i just thought massimo was the run of the race in the eurythmic it doesn't meet any of these worse at the weights um got us chosen is going to be back in in a really tough spot so we'll just sort of take it on resort man it'll be three off uh three off the fence one off the fence three back type thing it can definitely win again but i, I just think they're all gonna have to catch massimo and, and that was an easy selection the one that's actually massively Above my price, and we spoke about why it was racing last week, and it was just a trial. <laughs> I don't think I saw the stick come out once. Like, 
that was a proper trial from Captain Chaos. Like that was an actual trial from Captain it was a, Chaos. Just an absolute pest, Captain Chaos. It's going to be it just got in the last in God's way. Something cruel the other day. It's going to be three back the fence on Massimo on the Massimo Comfort Me line. Mm. That's a cracking little line to be in. So I don't know if look, I don't know if you'll be able to get them or not. But I'm sort of twelve, thirteen dollars. So you're sort of twenty five <coughs> like around the traps at the moment. So um, yeah, you can definitely have something on Captain Chaos at that price. I would have thought God has chosen would be getting back running on, prepping for a railway. Don't really need to win the Listia. Um, same for Comfort Me in a way. Um, but moment they might just take what they can get. I think there um, is a, a fair aspect of that as well, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Um, whereas Carly's coming, we're out there, we're out there doing a darndest, that's for sure. But um, Summer, if you're listening, the RJ Peters is on next Saturday. So consider that. Um, so really, for, for me, it just feels like Massimo and Resort Man. Um, are, the, are the two that are uh, sort of set for the race in a way. You know what I mean? Like this, yep. is, this is a target race. and then Neither of them are none for the railway. And then they're going to miss the railway, then they're going to go to Gold Rush. Gold Rush. Um, so they're the two that have been, feel like they're the two that stand out. And with the, with the, the second up, 1,400, won this race last year, Massimo rolling along, B partner back on board, ticks plenty of boxes for me. I thought Kali's Karma um, – Appreciated that smother it got in the one one the other day. I wonder if you can be as explosive uh, breezing without. Yeah, a, without you'd like to think Massimo still jogs him along as well and yeah. doesn't uh, doesn't turn into a crawl. So I think uh, if you put Kelly Karma under the pressure um, in the breeze and you're leading on Massimo, I'd be very surprised if if that if the eight or eight two kegs between can, them. Yeah. yeah can get over the top of us. So I'm pretty keen. Massimo, one of my better better of the day. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah. That's a, that's a day where I'm not overly excited about a huge amount, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very much with you. There's still $4 around the traps, which is uh, – I think it's a pretty good price. But with with some of the names we've just mentioned at Wait for Age, you're probably always likely to see 350 to $450, i would say. So, And, again, when the price isn't that far over your market, you can wait and have a look. And if we get a bloody – crappy inside pad then we can go oh, maybe we calm things down a little bit what about if notorious ones just let's rip on the quick back i can win it's <laughs> seriously it can win yeah uh, it's just it's not suited wait for age wise i like the fact they're sticking with lactar but it was stiff again last week sure be- beating 1.9 it's just yeah. going to be the story so if it's if it wins and i'm not on there'll be um oh actually i'll, just start, I'll just start crying any post-race tweeting <laughs> no nah, i won't be able to my phone will be drenched in tears <laughs> so i reckon i'll have something like i reckon i <laughs> I reckon there won't be a star that goes past when I have something on. There's not many horses I've got left that you feel like a necessity to do that, but it's, it's getting to that point, unfortunately. All right. That's our preview for the Waroa Listia Stakes done, and we're moving on to the last, uh, a.k.a.? The Brad Cook the Price one. Is that the one? Is that, is that what it's known as? C-O-O-K-E-D. Um, no, so get out stakes, BJ. It's well, a capacity field here for the get out S-T-E-A. Okay, yeah. So who's it really brought to us by? Uh, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out there at the Kennyvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing past. Say hello to Timmy and his team, and uh, they'll take very good care of you. Red, car- red carpet treatment, that's 100% sure and certain out there at Market City Meats. So um, mentioned in the lead up, but big congratulations to Jeremy Easthope. He, uh, he's won the Get Out Stakes a couple of times now, but he got the super mega jackpot bonus last weekend. He donated to the team for Robbie Harvey, Coach Trek Fund, 
uh, all, all funds going to support Beyond Blue. Uh, Jezza was a donor to the Robbie Harvey Fund and he won the Get Out Stakes with his Ginger Green prediction. So he got a $100 uh, meat pack to Market City Meats and a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. So congratulations to you, Jezza. And uh, if you want to enter this week's Get Out Stakes Race 9 at Ascot on Saturday, send us a tweet at the 1-1-Pod. Um, let us know who you think will win race nine and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And can never, ever, I almost did though. Forget the sound You did rule. almost, didn't you? Yeah. First in best dressed, BJ. First in best dressed. Race number nine, it's the Amelia Park Handicap. We love those colours, don't we, Terry? <laughs> we share. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. The Amelia well, Park I don't, Handicap. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> That's right. I'll just upset at her price. <laughs> uh, the 200 metres, 66 plus to wrap things up on Listia Stakes Day. The Brad, aka the Brad Cook, <laughs> the, the price <laughs> handicap. Um, what is, what, what, give the listeners a bit of a um, bit of insight. Well, Brad, Brad Cook, the price. We're talking about no, no, Brad had a very good pricing day, actually. I barely had a play with him this morning. But uh, no, he went up uh, $6 a Fira, which I think will look pretty. Uh, like a pretty big price by Jam. I mean, saying that, I'm she's not a bet for me now. I'm three dollars thirty Zafira, um, so he's probably three dollars across the trap. So uh, not one that'll be getting me at this stage at that price. But uh, it's understandable that she should be starting favourite here. I'd say PJ. Yes, three from three last prep. Mm-hmm. Good trial. Um, good trial. Knocked off um, the Velvet Queen on a couple of occasions when the Velvet Queen was expected to uh, comfortably account for Zafira. Did it in different ways too, forward, back. Um, got some scope resuming for Simon A down on the minimum. Um, currently the $3 across the board, even sh- even shorter than that in some agencies, trickled into two seventy. Uh, it's not one I'm desperate to be on, no, to be honest. That's no. the thing. I'm not well, desperate to be on Zafira here whatsoever. And um, Brad may well come out unscathed, I'd suggest. But uh, look, from a speed map point of view, that there, there does look to be a lot happening. And I thought a three-wide line was probably, mm. especially late in the day, even if the fence has played well, you can traditionally make ground if you're getting the right sort of um, the right sort of speed map. But when we're talking out in front, you're talking sort of he's gold, hibiscus lady, cross statement. They like to ride cross statement behind one or chasing one. Well, they'll probably get that. that. They'll get that opportunity on the Sundays. So. Well, they should do. Yeah, it's just you got you got to find I think a happy medium in regards to not sort of being held up and then sprinting. I think it's more they'd love it in the breeze. Sort of say he's gold does get out in front or hibiscus lady, and they're in the breeze, and then because it switches off a little bit, I think. So trials are only so-so, but it's one that just on the surface from the gates uh, with the claim of the way it just looks really nicely in um, to run you a little bit of a race. Uh, the horses parked just behind and we're all a bit of a query the way they're mm. going at the moment. Nahachi, Price Pursuit, Sneaky Chance is only battling. Cold Chisel, it's tough from nine. Um, Written Matter, was, as I said, was one of the runs of the days, uh, the day a couple of weeks ago. But what do you do from 15? It's not it's not quick enough to breeze. Like mm. It took so long to get to the breeze last start. Brandon's going have to find a three wide line move into it's it then it's going to have to out, then it's going to have to out sprint Zafira three wide no cover written all over it's, it's got better. four wide no cover mm. written all over it to some degree so um look I I wanted to come at written matter but there was nowhere no way I was going to be anywhere near it at that price multiverse I think they might try and be aggressive like they were in the trial with Tarjan which means you've got another horse that goes forward and yep. turns it into a mess and um yeah, look, for, for that reason, it does set it up for a, a Zafira. 
um, for, from barrier 10. Real Grace 16 might end up being a positive. Chrissy Parnham can decide if he wants to ride it for luck like Sean did or a three-wide line might be the best option here rather than riding it Swooping, for I think, luck. Real Grace. Yeah. Uh, you got a fresh downforce. Alien from Mars is probably not up to them, but it's going to be probably in the right part of the track. And Forest War, the famous... Steve Parnham, Jim Taylor combo <laughs> combined again. So, yeah, look, hard to go past the fear of it again. I, I feel like a broken record and I haven't shown a great deal of enthusiasm um, about this card, but it's, it's just about the current prices, not really um, grabbing me. But I'm 330s of fear and my second favourite, 750. So, Who, she's, she's the on top of equal price, real grace, yeah. cross statement sort of thing. Okay. 758, nine, 10 bucks. Yeah. But it was, yeah. Marked pretty quickly. Zafira at six dollars is very interesting. Zafira at two seventy is not <laughs> as interesting um, for me. So uh, sticking with Real Grace, we burned a bit of coin on her at the start of the prep, but um, she's been good the last last two. So that um, that acceleration she showed, <coughs> admittedly, got plenty of favours along the rail there. But the the closing speeds there, the strength is there at the moment, and as um, as Terry said, that three, four wide line peeling uh, with a bit of momentum up might be the uh, might be the place to be uh, later in the day at Ascot. So I can see Real Grace sort of getting around them and making a big dive at them late. So I can see Zafira and Real Grace going to the line sort of locked together. We've missed one actually. I just realised. Miss Fasari. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that either. That was I was getting to completely um, completely accidental. The one thing she's got in her favour is. Um, she probably needs to look for luck in the running and hope that he's gold cross statement. Yeah. Those two horses give us a nice kick into it and those three wide lot runners, that isn't the lane to be. That isn't the winning lane for the race. So I actually don't mind that as a point of difference because I don't think Miss Fasari can out sprint those top two. The fact we're drawn better, that gives us a point of difference in this race. So. I think I think I think she'll appreciate being down fifty four and a half as well. Yep. Brad has won on her before, Miss Fasari. So um yeah, her last win actually. Brad rode her mm -hmm. when she was with Dan Morton there. Coiled up. The form might look good from a few races yeah. earlier. Coiled up, got a late split and went bang that day. So it might be a similar. She's pretty explosive on her yeah, day. Pretty might be a similar story on on Saturday. So a few of the lads might be hopping in each way. You reckon? Oh no doubt, yeah. no doubt. What, what, about, what, about, what about today? Which one? You got two runners in the last. Start. Yeah, a couple. Run the Quinella yeah. first, second. Yemen leads Halator and grabs its back. Ding dong, ding dong. Yeah. One of What's wins. a better result? I'll go protest. What's a better result for you? Uh, I got, I've got more of Alatorian. <laughs> I got more of Alatorian, but I dare say the prices they'll jump. I reckon I'll be Yemen last and might end up slightly over my price. But um, good luck today. Yeah. Good luck today. And then Thanks. Miss Fasarian on Saturday mm. with um, reigning winners. Tommy jo Tom Johnston Bloodstock. Tom Johnston. Yeah. Bloodstock, yeah. So good luck to Tommy. He um, yeah took it under himself to buy this. Got a good group of lads involved, and um, yeah, well, Brad McManus will be chasing a double as well. <laughs> no wonder, no wonder his price. He's that confident with Miss Vasari. Yeah, we might, he might no, Miss Vasari and uh, Zafir at the same, same price. price. Yeah, no wonder he's bloody <laughs> fair enough too. How am I picking on him? Like that's it's probably me not giving the um, giving the the girl enough respect. She had Laney's voicemail. He's just no, up and about, I've, just screaming. Oh, lads, I'm excited. We're building. There was no emotion whatsoever. We're building. I can, I'm can. i getting more confident by the moment yeah. here with Miss Vasari. Ah, it's all over. Miss Vasari, done. <laughs> okay, start the race again. You beauty. Um, yeah, real uh, real grace for me. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a random peak performance from a horse like Alien from Mars. That's, but that's, 
That was always going to be my man for the day Sean, was Alien from Mars. Really? Sean McGrady back on, get back. Mm-hmm. It's got that bit of Alien from Mars feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I always ask that question, like if you're going to sprint with Real Grace or sprint with Zafira, is it going to be out of out sprint them? And I do doubt that heavily, but yes, um, yes. yeah, I agree. Alien from Mars is one that will be going in my quadrilla. Yes. Ella. Ella. Yes. Got it. Under my quadrilla. <laughs> it's all. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with our bests, our maddies, and our lays. Just one moment. All right. Finishing up here with our Betfair best betting propositions for Listia Stakes Day. Terry, your Betfair best. Oh, geez. I don't reckon I've got one today. Uh, look, we'll go, with, uh, we'll go with Massimo in the feature. Um, race eight, number two, Massimo. It's my best as well. I thought it might be. I thought we might might have a bit of a alienation there. (laughs) That's not a word. I thought we might align. (laughs) My mad is going to be in the same race. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah. It's the only one. It's it's the one I've marked considerably shorter. We do what we want. Exactly right. Uh, Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos is my maddie. Yeah, I thought the run was uh, very good last week. I don't think they had a huge amount of interest in being overly competitive. Oh, yeah. So three back the fence. Um, I don't think it'll get Massimo, but I think it's over the odds at 20 odd to one. Okay. My maddie is in the Get Out Stakes, race nine, Alien from Mars. Mm. Could be 40 plus. Oh. And the rest? Tell you what, we could, but it's 35 at the moment. I reckon we could be. It could be laughing. It could mm. be our first triple triple figure. <laughs> first triple figure, buddy. Um, yeah, get our first triple figure. What if I go? Oh, Maddie. 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 Uh, lay. Uh, okay, I'm going to go. I'm very keen on Blackwater Bay. So my lay in, in the same race, race three, the Apprentice's Cup, is try for us. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I can see that. Yeah, the one that's most... Uh, below my price is race four, Stella Vista, 5.50. Not exciting. I'll lay it run a place. How's that? Okay. That worked well with Brave Halo a few weeks ago. So, <laughs> as we'll follow a winning formula. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, all right, we got there. We did it.